Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Get ready, carbon-based units, as we embark on our ongoing mission to boldly go where we've gone before. But this time on the big screen, Leonard Nimoy takes the helm as we chart a course to search for Spock. It's Star Trek III, The Search for Spock on Normies Like Us. Captain, what is happening? Stand by for evasion. The more they overthink the plumbing, the easier it is to stop up the drain. I do not deserve to live. Fine, I'll kill you later. Jim. Your name is Jim. Yes. You... Heard it up top. We are once more boldly going where no woman or man has gone before. Taking another trek through the stars, you might say, as we continue our 10-year mission. I'm not sure how long <laughs> we're going to end up doing these. Of Probably 10 watching years, yeah. every Star Trek film here on Normies Like Us with the third film. That's right. It's Star Trek Three. The search for Spock with your hosts, um, Tall Colin. I'm that security guard. Oh, okay, sure. yeah, 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 with a good helmet. Um, I'm call me tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> it, Doctor Mike Coy. Remember? Oh man, I was going to be Doctor Bone Jacob Bones McEbel. <laughs> well, you well, could be sense. you could be you Jock, can... and you're like in my brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it makes sense. You're both. Bones, because as we mm-hmm. all remember, in last time we talked about Star Trek, um, there was a radiation leak, and our co-host Joe had to go down and seal that up. Beforehand, though, he touched both of your foreheads, and he said the words, remember. remember. That's right, that's right. And that's uh, right. I, I will and shall always be your co-host, and, and, and that's uh, what he said. Yeah, it's very touching. Yes, of all the souls I have known, his was the most human. Hosty. Oh, yeah. Hosty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there a way to artistically um, have all of this appear in a tiny box to start the film? This little flashback that we're discussing as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Only if on. the opening VO is extremely weird and distorted. <laughs> then then we can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Podcast, The Final Frontier. Uh, we shall see. But uh, the third one of these. Um, That's right. After the Wrath of Khan, that's right. You know, as as we know, Wrath of Khan, we would lose Spock in a in a tragic moment, and then someone decided, "Fuck that, we're bringing him back." back. Well, (laughs) it's funny you should mention that, Mike. Um, You know, Leonard Nimoy basically only came back to do Wrath of Khan because he they promised they would kill him off in a dramatic death scene, kind of like you know Harrison Ford wanted to do for Han Solo. because he wasn't really enjoying, he didn't enjoy, you know, filming the motion picture. But then while they were filming Wrath of Khan, he enjoyed it so much. He was like, you know what? Maybe I should, uh, you know, be in more of these. And actually, let me direct the next one. Uh, which oh, is why wow. they changed the, you know, changed the ending to make it more open ending, uh, you know, to bring him back. Which uh, director Nicholas Meyer of the Wrath of Khan was not super happy with because he felt, you know... Spock should remain dead and it kind of undercut the emotion of 
the end of right. that movie. Right. Huh. Oh, so like remember and stuff, that's like a reshoot, right? When we get yeah, that they moment. Kind of, uh, yeah. They weren't originally going to do that, but as they were filming, they were like, you know what? Let's film this just in case and keep it more open-ended so we can bring back Spock, it, our most popular character. It's interesting yeah. that um, Leonard Nimoy and I are on the same journey where we're both like, doing star trek stuff and like is star trek kind of good <laughs> and we're like yeah it is it's like a lot of fun and it's great and he's like you know what it is that's cool maybe i'll be yeah. more involved i know there was that memoir like i am not spock right so yeah like, there was a little well, bit of that was out in the totally and after the you know after the show was canceled 69 uh he was nice. you know had to fight being typecast as spock as did william shatner as did you know the rest of the crew they're all kind of typecast that Gorn's uh, only been in one show. He can't even get work. He's so tight. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, Shatner in the 70s uh, really struggled to get work mm-hmm. until these movies started coming out. And then you got TJ Hooker. But uh, Leonard Nimoy, he was like Which? really wanted to move away from okay. sci-fi. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and so he started doing like plays and stuff. So he's really out of it. So motion picture came around. He was very checked out during the filming of that. He's like, whatever, this could be a one-off thing. And he comes back, you know, they had to convince him to come back for Wrath of Khan. And then he kind of falls in love with the role again. Interesting. Yeah. And again, that's like probably one of the, like, he's the, the core of that story, you know, because he is the most human, right? Like, he's right. a big part of uh, of Wrath of Khan. It's not just the ending. So, so I think fans cool. have always liked him a lot. So, you know. And of course, he's barely in this one, but he's directing behind the scenes and then he's in Basically, yeah. just the very end. His right? presence is felt throughout it, and I think we'll yeah, kind of so get into that more. Spock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, not the first time we'll get a young Spock, but that's a story that will be told another time. Um, that's a reference to Neverending Story, which opened the same weekend as this. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about a different Neverending Story, the story of Star Trek. Um, did you guys see these? I had only seen this one time in my life. This is my first rewatch, and that's where I'm coming into this before we dive in wow. proper. Yeah, Jacob, how about you? I had not seen this before we started doing this whole thing, but now, I mean, you're a little far ahead now. About two <laughs> months too ago, excited. yeah. I I couldn't just watch one a month, so I've now seen all six of the original series movies, uh, and I just rewatched this one for a second time today. So uh, I'm very, you know, caught up on it. I guess. Excellent. Well, Colin, how about you? This is a uh, new territory, undiscovered country. Wait, no, that's not this. That's another thing. All right, so little ooh, we had a subspace transmission error. Uh, what, but Colin, how about you though? Have you seen this before? Where are you at? Kind of is the search for Spock as we go on this journey. I've searched for Spock many times. <laughs> I've seen this film a couple times before. Um, I think it's kind of one that I skip over because the instant association I have is that is just the movie that follows the better movie, and that's yeah. unfortunate because I think there's a lot of good stuff in this. And I think the journey I'm going on is the same journey Jacob's had, which is every time I watch one of these movies, I go, maybe this one's my favorite. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Well, this oh, one, wow. okay. it's the first uh, and I think only really direct sequel to, so like, you know, it pretty much picks up right where Wrath of Khan leaves off. I guess Voyage Home is also a direct sequel to this, but it's kind of separate. Like basically they're just coming back from the end of this movie we're in a series right now. Yeah, this is like a three-movie trilogy within the six Star Trek, right? Rathacon, <laughs> Search for Spock, The Voyage Home, all kind of connect together. Uh, and, you know, the, the popular maxim about Star Trek is that the odd-numbered films are bad and the even-numbered films are good. Boo. Uh, 
I would say I mostly agree with that, but this one I think is good. Uh, it's the my fourth favorite out of the six. So I like four of these movies, and two of them I think are bad, which is one and five, which we'll get to. But that's I think this good. So it's, it's below fifty percent on the total of six, but it's, it's the maybe the best. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. Of course, the <laughs> best the bad worst, movie. Odd numbered. It's the best odd numbered Star Trek potentially. Well, yes. Uh, let's explore that idea uh, and potentially the genesis of this uh, movie itself as we talk uh, the search for Spock. <laughs> right after this, the normies like us. We're back. We're trekking. We're talking Star Trek now. Mike, mm. Forbidden Planet you just mentioned. Genesis. Yes. Because, uh, of course, like we just said, this is a sequel to the film we talked about before. So if you didn't listen to our mm. Rathacon episode, maybe you'll be a little behind on this because, like Jacob set up, this is sort of a trilogy we're going through. But obviously, a lot of the events follow through here. Let's talk a little bit about what the state of Trek is, though. We did a little up top with where Leonard Nimoy was. Mm-hmm. But basically, Trek is back. Like, yeah. people are super excited by Star Trek. And we're in this weird bubble of sequels don't exactly exist yet in the movie right. world. There just really aren't a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Something like this that was on television Super easy to sequelize because they've done it. You just kind of do another episode, right? Yep. But um, they very much instead went with, let's continue what happened in that last one. Let's get everybody back. And of course, this is at the time where like, there's no Kevin Feige going like, hey, Chris Hemsworth, you signed nine pictures. No, no, no. Every time they make a Star Trek movie at this point in time, they're like, oh my God, do you guys want to make another Star Trek movie? And everybody's kind of like, whoa, what a crazy idea. And it's weird to think about because, you know, when I think about Star Trek, I think of it as a TV show first, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a TV show, but it wasn't super popular when it was on. Obviously, it got canceled, became a cult kind of status, uh, you know, in reruns and syndication. And then, obviously, they brought it back with movies. And the movies were obviously very much a cash-in on the Star Wars popularity. They're like, let's get something into production. That turned out to be the motion picture. Mm-hmm. Almost killed the franchise off again. Then they have Wrath of Khan. Now it's like, all right, we can make, you know, however many of people these people like want to see these mm-hmm. Star Trek movies. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of their, you know, making it into more of a franchise now with a direct sequel to Wrath of Khan. Yes. Now, yeah. fandom-wise, Paramount Pictures is receiving death threats in the mail daily bring back spock wow yeah. yeah he's the most popular character uh kirk obviously william shatner was very jealous of of nimoy a lot of the times because he was you know everyone's favorite character uh but you know he's a great character we love spock right right we now we're spock. searching for him i i know you mentioned at the top jacob that kind of the creative choice to bring him back the, you know the original director of Khan. Uh, did not agree with that. And that kind of yes. did open the uh, left the director's chair up for grabs, at which point Nimoy's like, you know, I think I'd like to give a, give that a shot. You know? Yeah, exactly. Nicholas Meyer was offered to direct this movie, but he turned it down because he's like, no, you fucked up my ending last time. I, I didn't like I that. I made the perfect Star Trek film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm come back to this. Now, obviously, he will at one point, and he will join forces with Leonard Nimoy, Jacob. Yes. But 
Leonard Nimoy had not directed before this. This is his first one. People love to bring up Three Men and a Baby. But I, I just got to ask you guys, have you ever seen another Leonard Nimoy directed movie? Uh, I've seen Star Trek for the voyage home. Oh, yeah. I just, that, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, anything outside of Trek, I, that, I wouldn't no. know if I had. No. Yeah. A lot of documentaries about like, um, just like weird stuff, like, like not in a derogatory way. I'm going to say this, but like he made a movie that's just about like fat women, just like being like very sexy, you know, like he was kind of like a weird artsy artist guy. Jacob, you talked a lot about theater and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't, I just love him. And I think you really can feel his hand in this film, oddly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was watching on YouTube the other day. I was doing some research for these films. And uh, there was this interview that he did with it was him, Shatner, uh, Patrick Stewart, and Jonathan Frakes all together. Oh, my God. And oh, wow. This was like a panel hosted by... Uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Guinan. Wow. Uh, and it was just, you know, the two captains and the two, uh, you know, first officers. And it's kind of the first time they were ever all together. And this was in like 2013 or something. So it was just a few years before Nimoy died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just awesome. Like they're just trading stories about filming on the different films and stuff. And it's just super fascinating. And Leonard Nimoy comes off as like such an interesting guy in that interview that uh, I'm definitely interested to like check out more of his work, uh, you know, outside of, of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. And and I think he does a good job here. Again, like, you know, they made a lot of money with Rathacon. It's the second one of these. So so they have a lot of sets already. You know, they're like redressing right. stuff. So so I think the budget was $16 million. But They can throw a lot more of it at some of the effects. We get some kind of fancier, you know, space battles. We get a whole planet blown up. So there's a lot more going on visually than even with Wrath of Khan. I know I kind of yeah. complained yeah, about that's true. Ah, Gas Nebula. It looks a little bit cheaper than the motion picture because... Uh, it was, um, you know, they shot the hell out of that model for the motion picture and reused yes. it. But anything that wasn't that looked a little cheaper here, you right. know, the budgets and stuff, uh, the effects kind of get a little bit better. I think they go back to, um, industrial light and magic. Uh, yeah. This, so, and obviously they so it have, looks great. uh, some new models. They have the USS, uh, Excelsior, which is like the new big ship that's kind of outclassing the enterprise. They have the whole space dock scene, which is very effects heavy. They have, genesis planet they have the enterprise exploding and uh, we get the klingon bird of prey which if anybody's ever been confused and called it a romulan bird of prey you wouldn't be wrong because the original villains were going to be romulans right and then they're like exactly that's why they were designing it around a romulan ship and they decided fuck it it's a klingon ship and yes so this is one of my trivia questions for my quiz later oh sorry um do i get points uh, preemptive points yeah, preemptive points. Can Mike uh, starting with points in the yes. quiz? Oh, I lost bad last time. I need all the help <laughs> uh, I can get. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, originally they wanted the, Ro- the Romulans for the uh, uh, villains, or uh, Nimoy did and uh, Harv Bennett, the producer. But Paramount said, you know what? Klingons are more recognizable. People want to see Klingons. Make them Klingons. But they had already I built like Krug's ship the bird of prey so they just like you know what it's a klingon bird of prey now not a romulan bird of prey because romulan bird of prey was in the uh show originally and yeah and now we have warbirds romulan warbirds now yes. right? oh. so, uh, bird, was, birds of prey is the coolest ship in star trek history in my opinion i, just I think it is yes. very cool yeah so it, this as is far first, as a non-human uh, ship it's definitely the best yeah and this is the first appearance of one in star trek because wow they, yeah designed it for this movie 
the other thing I want to mention about Nimoy directing, it kind of started a trend of Trek actors directing. Unfortunately. Things, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have, you know, Nimoy doing this one, the next one, Shatner doing the fifth one. Then with what if I we have Frakes directing a couple as well as, you know, episodes of TV. And that continued with even Voyager and Enterprise. We would have uh, different actors come back like Michael Dorn and mm-hmm. uh, Roxanne Dawson, who played Belana Torres in Voyager, would just direct random episodes of Enterprise. LeVar Burton would direct random episodes like yeah. just brought anyone back. So I think that's kind of a cool thing, even if some of them aren't great, like, you know, Shatner's movie and stuff like that. I think with a show like Star Trek 2, though, like you kind of you got your above the line crew, your DP and, you know, like you could kind of come in and like direct It's But it's a little bit kind of like being done for you more right. or less. And it's also know? kind of a way of saving money, Set the up. studio saving money to yeah. not hire an outside director and just have Jonathan Frakes. You're, you're here. Why don't you direct the fucking TNG movies? It's a low risk way for them to kind of get some experience. Um, yeah. It's a world that they're familiar with. And I, I think it's a win-win really. The fans get to say, ah, oh, LeVar Burton did, you know, whatever. So, so I think right. it's cool, but it is a little, I think on an episodic show like this, it's like the same set every week. The stakes are yeah. quite low, uh, yeah. but not with this yeah. movie. This is a multi-million dollar picture. Nimoy's, you know, coming. I think he knocks it out of the park more or less. I mean, what can you do to follow up Wrath of Khan? This is probably as good as you're going to get, right? Right. So say. let's set up the beginning of this movie. Um, you know, obviously in Wrath of Khan, they sent Spock's body. They shot it down to the Genesis planet. Uh, now we have Savick and David, uh, uh, Kirk's son, right? Um, mm-hmm. David Marcus. They are on the Genesis, or they are doing science stuff on the USS Grissom, which is a science ship. They're uh, examining the Genesis planet or whatever. Uh, Kirk and the rest of the crew, they go back to the space dock by Earth and... They need repairs no, they, and stuff. They got beat yeah. the hell up by it's been like a month. Right. We, it's like we an still exact get that great battle damage. There's like the blast the of the yeah. whole the yeah. great opening line from uh, Shatner where he says it feels like the kids have left for school. Like the ship is empty. I, right. I feel alone. I feel hollow. I think that's a great setup. Mm-hmm. We've got Bones McCoy acting crazy. Uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's just jump right here. Yeah. Dr. Bones McCoy is my favorite Star Trek character. DeForest Kelly is my favorite Star Trek actor. This is his movie, right, Jacob? (laughs) I mean, you, I I, I think, I I believe I saw from your Letterboxd review of this that you you had said what more of an ensemble this is. And you Mm. really have to give it up to uh, Nimoy that he really lets the people he loved and worked with so long really shine. That's true. Like Rathacon, I love it. But if you think about it, it's really... A Kirk and Spock movie, like you got some bone, you it's got some of the crew. Movie. It's not a yeah, it's a Kirk movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. through and through. I, I, yeah, yeah. This one is really the first one where they felt like, oh, let's have you know, let's have Sulu do stuff, let's have Uhura do stuff, let's have Scotty do stuff, and you know, especially this the whole part where they're stealing the Enterprise, like they really get to shine in a way that they hadn't before in these movies. So I really, yeah, like yeah. Scotty kind of sabotages the the warp drive. These newfangled yeah. machines, you just do, you know, like they're it's too amazing. easy to break, more, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. The more complicated they make them, the the easier they are to break. <laughs> yeah, that kind of <laughs> right. thing, right? Scotty. Yeah. Are you always over exaggerating your timelines? How else could oh. I get my Reputation as a miracle worker, Captain. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love maybe, that stuff. Maybe, it's Yeah, good. yeah. Uh, we have to do a fashion <laughs> corner. I know I talked about this. In the Apologize Star for my Trek accent, by the way. Sure. Yeah. No, you're you're allowed to do that accent, Michael. <laughs> that has not been canceled. Before. That one's okay. okay. Um, 
the fashion in this. Literally, back to DeForest Kelly, the cravat that he is wearing. Be, be, like, to, to become just the idea that I think when I'm 70 years old, I will wear as many layers as I can up to my neckline like he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where literally, you just know there's so much fabric on his body. Sulu in the wrapped robe. Oh, the, that's great. The, we, because we get Ooh, the off-the-mission books, Jacob, of they're not doing yeah. it for Starfleet. Let's yeah. get out of these Starfleet outfits. We get these civilian looks um, yes. that are just incredible. Yeah, it's the 80s, 70s and 80s idea of what like the it's future style will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sulu's got that jacket that he's just kind of wearing over oh his shoulders. God. It's uh, incredible. He's yeah. wearing heels and he's being very macho. And you know about he's George being very flamboyant, I would say. It's, but uh, but the way great. It's almost power of the dog, Jacob. He's almost doing a full <laughs> Phil Burbank where he's, you sure. know, he's so gay underneath, but he's appearing so outwardly straight that it is just the combination. It is just, this is a beautiful performance. Yeah. And that's what I really love is the, the crew, re, the crew relationships with each other when mm-hmm. they break bones out of like the mental hospital. Um, Michelle yeah. Nichols pulling yeah. a gun on that guy, being like, "You like adventure? Get in the closet." Get in the closet. Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, yes, Miss <laughs> yes, Nichols." <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, it's that's the whole sequence is great, and um, yeah, you know, I like, um, you know, it's kind of about you know, Bones and Spock's kind of friendship because you know, Bones yes. would always be talking shit and calling him a green blooded hobgoblin, you know, borderline racist, probably racist, yeah. but you know, they're buddies. We're just giving each other a little shit and to kind of have a McCoy central story kind of exploring that. And like, I'll, I'll, I choose the danger, you know, let, let's say is a, a teaser, right? It's, it's really powerful. I think to look at the way uh, Bones and McCoy were really important to each other and close, close friends, even though yeah, they were so kind of bicker, right? Right. So we find out, you know, as Spock is dying, he transfers his Katra, not to Kirk, mm. because Kirk's not there with him at the time when he's about to die, but with, to Bones. So, uh, you know, Sarek, his dad, comes in and is like, Kirk, why didn't you tell me? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought, you know, Spock's Katra was in your brain or whatever. Kirk doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that's why Bones has been acting so crazy, because he basically has Spock's consciousness inside of his brain. So half the time he's acting like Bones, half the time he's acting like Spock doing logical stuff, you know, complaining about things that aren't logical, you know, classic. Uh, It's got that great scene in the bar. You're Mm -hmm. talking about with that weird alien that speaks kind of like Yoda. It's, (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, We'll talk a little bit about star Wars later. I want to put a pin in that because I do Mm. have something I want to bring fresh to the star Trek versus star Wars debate, but cool. Going forward with this, Jacob, this is, again, almost a sequel, not to Wrath of Khan, but to an original episode called Amok Time, right? Where we got um, a lot of Kata talk, a lot of what it means to be a Vulcan. We yeah. will see young Spock go through kind of pon far in this movie of yes. puberty, right? We will see a lot of other stuff as well. But interestingly, listeners, if you're a new Trekkie, like we kind of keep urging you to be – we just got an awesome Kata episode kind of when we're recording this episode now uh, in Strange New Worlds that I got to say I thought was so good, so funny, so original, so interesting. And I was so happy to see it kind of carry the torch of the search for Spock of it all. 
yeah, yeah. the um so that Spock uh, Amok would be Amok. that Spock Amok Amok Spock Amok homage to Amok time with maybe uh, a prequel the episode that uh, introduced to Pring Spock's wife uh, his Vulcan wife and it kind of introduced a lot of the concepts of, of Vulcan culture with the rituals and mm-hmm. you know, Pon Far and all this stuff and, and that uh, plays heavily into this this plot here you know obviously yes. Exactly. And um, with the cautions um, and everything. So mm-hmm. it, it's, um, it is fun with the, the back and forth, but we find out like w- we need to go get my body. Is that what Spock McCoy? M- M- I can't say that. Spock um, McCoy. Spicoy. Um, Spicoy. A yeah. golem of Spock running around without his soul on the surface of Genesis. And it really yes. sets up this interesting quandary of like, you know, the body versus mind. How can we get these two things together? I, I love that plot. Yeah. And, yes. and it's fun so that they, they just steal the Enterprise. You know, yeah, like, yes. <laughs> we're breaking so out Basically, Spock's consciousness is inside of Bones' head. They want to take the Enterprise to the Genesis planet to retrieve his body, to kind of do the Vulcan ritual, to com- put his consciousness back in his body. Starfleet tells them, no, uh, we're not doing that. It's not, you know, logical. Dangerous. It's not rational. You're not allowed to go uh, to Genesis planet. Yeah, it's off Forbidden. limits. Which is also uh, a sci-fi movie that influenced Star Trek greatly, <laughs> a black and white kind of, you know. Right. Forbidden planet. Sp- yeah, exactly. But anyway, continue. Um, yeah, so, you know, Kirk is told no by, by Starfleet, and he says, you know what, fuck that. You think he uh, listens? Spock's my friend. <laughs> no way. I don't so think he listens. Like, I'm going anyways. The rest of the crew was like, oh, we're coming with you, of course. Mm-hmm. And they steal the Enterprise in probably my favorite sequence in this movie uh, of them stealing yes. the Enterprise uh the you know excelsior tries to chase them but but scotty has uh sabotaged the excelsior stanley so comes out he screams you know mm-hmm. stay away from my ship excelsior i yes. like yes oh, get away get away i do That's love like, they try we... to go to warp though and it just like it just stutters oh, and there's trans- so much hubris we'll talk about that right yeah. now but <laughs> yes. let's can we talk about our last um member of the og crew who's part of that heist that we didn't shut out walter koenig as um check oh yeah yeah we did not give him due in Wrath of Khan. I think he's the most disastrous performance in Star Trek in the original crew. I, he's I my think least Walter favorite Kane. of the mm. original crew members. Yes, yeah. um, he works. I think a little better when you get to Voyage Home. It's more comedic. He's oh, you know, yes. doing nuclear he, wessels. You know. <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. Then they just dial into <laughs> you're an idiot. And when yeah. we jump to our future movies we'll talk about where Anton Yelchin plays him. Yeah, I think he's a good job. I'll spend 10 minutes talking about how he's the most beautiful human alive and how we lost that sweet angel. But and I think he's a much better like Chekhov like kind yes. of than even the original. Like yeah. one of the few improvements original on the Chekhov, original. Not my favorite. Uh, definitely the weakest link in the crew, I think. Um, you know the monkey's haircut. There. You're just this big <laughs> goon with like a teenager's yeah. haircut. You look ridiculous. It's, Maybe the creative didn't help him out much either. Brought on. Yeah. Yeah, he was brought on to be kind of the young mop-topped guy, uh, but now you know they're all in their fifties and sixties, and he's sort Same of the, the aging. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the teeny bopper that's aged so much. Uh, hey guys, still the young kid of the crew. <laughs> Look at this yeah. vessel. God, yeah. Um, he doesn't do that yeah. much that was entertaining. Everybody else did great stuff with that heist. No, he sucks yeah. in this movie. But so they got to go back, back to Genesis. To, ooh, so Genesis it's like planet. they literally drive to space dock, get repairs, steal the ship, and go back to Genesis. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we haven't mentioned, so Savick and David are on the planet. They find Oh, Savick looks a lot different. 
Sam they Mike all look different. a lot different, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you true. watch these two and you're you're almost like, these two were in a previous movie. Why they even chose to use these characters again? You could have just written around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did want to feature Savick more heavily, but then Kirstie Alley was like, I'm not coming back. They're like, all right, she wanted more money and they were like, you. yeah, yeah. whatever. It's like, I'm on Cheers. I'm very rich and famous yeah. now. They're like, they also oh, wow. just write out Carol Marcus, uh, yeah. David's mom. Yeah, we're not cutting that no check. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. We get to grieve her son. We'll get to that. No. Wow. And yeah. you know what? They get a lot of mileage out of that, uh, you know, son relationship with Kirk later on in the movies, too. You'll find out with his death. But uh, oh, in future hmm. movies, I was I thought you were saying in this one. I was like, yeah, I'm going to say that. Much, but just him being Kirk's son. Yes. has Well, this yeah, will start a streak of racism inside Kurt. <laughs> oh yeah, no! Like that. Klingons. So uh, so yeah, let's let's set that up then. So what is the, yeah, what right. is the antagonistic force here? Right, we're going back yes, to Genesis yes. Planet. These Klingons, right, yes. um, have learned about how fucking awesomely destructive it is, and they want okay. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. First of all, okay. So we have the antagonist of this movie, Krug, right, played by Krug. our guy Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. So a year after this, he becomes Doc Brown. And just yes. to contextualize, mm. because villain is not in people's mind, he's not Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit yet. You know, he's he's not he's like um, in Taxi and stuff. Right? He's, he, Leonard Nimoy was a big fan of Taxi. And because he had seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where he's a background, you know, part of that crew of crazies. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's just it just goes to show you that this guy just always had an incredible performance in his pocket. I love Christopher Lloyd. I think he kills in this role. Mm-hmm. He is good. Uh, my problem is I'm confused by like, okay, so the very beginning of the motivation. Movie, <laughs> yeah. Well, where did he come uh, Jacob, from? Just How to did clear he find that up, out about Genesis? Excuse yeah. me. Later, he has a phone call with Kirk where Kirk basically says, why are you doing this? And <laughs> his response is because I hate you. It shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have the, the motivations of Khan. We'll say that. No. Like, Definitely not no, as good of a character. To to what Mike said, Mike, what you were pointing out of mm-hmm. um, people kind of making corrections, the budget being fixed, you know, the the sequences looking better and stuff. Yeah, a big complaint people had was was and and Joe did too in the last one, if you recall. Our villain and hero never get face to face. So Leonard Nimoy knew going into it too, he wanted to create an actual physical threat for Kirk, and I think right. Krug does a good job of that at least. And there's yeah. a boarding party. There's a lot plan. of back yeah. and forth, and you get kind of a punch up like you would in a classic Star Trek, like the yeah. Gorn episode that I talked about. You get a little fist fight for Kirk, just with a higher yeah. budget, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. But oh, what yeah. I'm confused by, so one of the very first scenes of this movie mm-hmm. is this random uh, Klingon lady who's like on the ship with like humans. She gives the Genesis information to Krug right at the very beginning. And then Krug blows up her ship. Um, I guess she's a Klingon. She speaks Klingon. She's supposed to be a Klingon, but okay. It's very confusing because they don't explain like who she is, where she came from, why she has the, how she got the Genesis information. Who who those other two guys were. Yeah. Trying to get a movie going. Stop asking questions. Watch this movie again. And I'm still so confused by that. You're watching for it this time. Yeah. Here's the best that I can come up with. Yeah. Two countries that were at a cold war, a Russia and America really think about it at back in the time. What actually inspired these two factions. Mm -hmm. Right now, these two people are at war with each other. And just imagine at the island of Hawaii, somebody goes like, well, you know, they invented something that like creates life and destroys it. And it's like an atom bomb too, right? Regardless of 
who you are or what you think their motivation is, you can see a, a, an outside party going like, well, hold on. Those people shouldn't have that. We should go get that. And that's really all this needs to come down to is he is aware that there is a superpower weapon that exists. He knows the people he hates has it. Let's go get that fucking weapon. Yeah. And, he's, and he mentions – well, he yeah. mentions vaguely that he's aware of like, oh, they're working on this peace treaty, but like, fuck that. They're going to exploit yeah, Klingons. Like he, he wants right. to be so we'll like deal with that Klingons first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of going um, against the active government. He's yeah. like a rogue element, you know, yeah. an extremist. The, whole, the Klingon of it all is interesting because up to this point, you know, we had seen Klingons in the original show. They didn't have the forehead bumps and stuff. They were much simpler uh, makeup design. We see them in the beginning of the motion picture, right? Those three Klingons that are destroyed by V'ger, uh mm-hmm. with the new design right. and people yes. are like oh that's a cool look for the klingons let's see more of those didn't oh. see klingons in wrath of khan now we finally see more of the klingons than we ever had before and the the biggest wow. representation of klingons in star trek to this point is christopher lloyd as lord crew is it's mm-hmm. this guy who like stands up screams on a very tight set because they were reusing the set and kind of like you know just trying to make it look different to save money and he's mm-hmm. got like a Muppet like, yes. like attached to his uh, crown that's just like going back and forth. That's cool. Yeah. And that was the, you know, that's the first time we've seen a Targ, which is the Klingon dogs that they wow. have. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the Klingon lore is being created for this movie. We got sure. Klingon Bird of Praise. We've got a new language, but they've developed more and more uh specifically mm. for this movie and i'll talk about that more later but well oh, um, i i kind of want to know about it now Jacob. Yeah. i did have the question while watching this is this at a point where nerds are teaching themselves this language or are literally the people is christopher lloyd just like i'm just allowed to say gibberish well this is the movie that they created klingon language for so this guy named mark Auckland, who uh was the one who created the klingon language uh, i believe i believe it's Auckland. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In the motion picture, they had a couple lines where the actors were just kind of saying gibberish. But basically, he took those phrases and created an entire language uh, around that using different grammar rules. He tried to make it as alien as possible. So he uses different grammar rules in English. But over the course of shooting this movie, that language would also change because anytime an actor got the line wrong or something like that, instead of reshooting it, they would just change the entire language because they felt it was easier to, to match the, the performance. So it's both. Yeah, yeah it's ah. both things I said. So it's That's kind crazy. of adapting as they shoot this movie to fit whatever the actors are doing. But, That's cool. Huh. So yeah, it's codifying what people would more. do weddings in, you know, 20 years yeah. from then. <laughs> well, and obviously, you know, TNG starts uh, about three years after this movie in 87. And that's where the Klingon language really gets expanded. And obviously through Worf, we see a lot more of the Klingon culture as well. Tolkien wow. would be proud. Um, yeah. yeah. Of creating an actual language. But this is like the genesis, if you will. Hey, of I will. A lot of Klingon stuff. So Wow. Yeah. And it's by Christopher Lloyd and also uh, other TV sitcom actor. I don't know if you noticed that he's an extra. John Larroquette plays mm. uh, one of the Klingons hanging huh. out in the background, too. Nice. nice. Very strange. A good uh, yeah. sitcom pedigree. Kirstie Alley last time, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the whole cast of Cheers. It's almost like stars. they're watching TV shows to see who they should hire for their Star Trek yeah, movie. You're, yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Go um, figure. Yeah, so we have, so they're, you know. they're on a collision course now, you know. Yes, Kirk we and, set uh, the villains, the Klingons, like you said, 
Yeah. We're going to meet at Genesis. Some stuff is happening on J- uh, Genesis, Jacob. So our, our crew of our two heroes from last time, David and Savik, say, let's go down there. Let's go see what we find. And they go. Right. They find a life reading. David goes, oh, it's these microbes we brought down here that have now evolved into a complex, crazy yeah. looking organism. It's not a big deal to me, even though I've just discovered like life being like, mm-hmm. right, let's get out of here. And Savik's like, what? You fool? <laughs> like, let's open this thing. Right. And we find out, you know, David used proto matter when developing the Genesis project. And that was a big no, no, because now life is rapidly developing on this planet, uh, but it's going to destroy the planet. And so basically because of that, that's why he deserves to die because he uses proto matter. Mm. Uh, that's kind of the logic of the film, I guess. But, uh, you know, obviously we find a young Spock who's basically just Spock's body without his consciousness uh, growing. So let's, let's hit mm-hmm. that, though. The yeah. dead body, okay? Leonard Nimoy, who is, if you looked at him carbon dating, based on his face, you would say 400 years old. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would say, say it's Vulcan, yeah. Yeah, okay. So 50-year-old actor, right? Leonard Nimoy, yes. he's in that thing. It's blasted by some space goo, immediately shrivels up to like an embryo, and then from there just, you know, expands out, expands out, expands out. Is that what we think? Or is he just absorbed into the planet and then is he like like his matter is absorbed into genesis and through the protomatter just rebirth something like that like yeah as there's like a fog that goes over the k who knows who knows like that's what i'm saying i'm just assuming it created a new entity like it recycled his dna this body yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking but you can regrow your body who knows accelerated rate uh but of course young spock he you know, they have this thing called Ponfar. So he's going through basically puberty at an accelerated rate. So Savick kind of has to essentially dry jack him so that he doesn't explode oh, from Jesus. hormones. <laughs> I don't so, like that at all. So that's the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life, Jacob. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it. So Vulcans are so logical that they subsist all physical pleasure, blah, 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 blah. But of course, have to let that out. Every seven years. Every Mm -hmm. seven years, they will explode if they don't get dry jacked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't, yeah, if they don't release their, uh, you know, sexual energy hormones sexually, they will go crazy. And Mm -hmm. here it is. This is my debate now. I truly do think and wonder is Star Trek superior to Star Wars? And will it always be because it can deal with adult themes like sex? Hmm. Kirk. Goes through the stars, fucking everything he can see, and would fuck a treble, which are in these movies, if he could, and probably does. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy, a part of their alien culture, is how they get their sexual energy out, okay? That's interesting. Now, for as much as family and romance and dynasties are a part of Star Wars, they're remarkably sexless, right? Yeah. Yeah, There's really no sex in Star Wars, other than, I think, Anakin and Padme... Making Luke and Leia. It's like they the one hold time anyone's hands ever had and, sex. And you could maybe say the Force makes them. Yeah. Like it, I'm yeah, not it might even be immaculate positive. conception. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that they actually have sex. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. um, it's more metaphor, right? But then yes. in yeah. Star Trek, it's explicit, and you know maybe for better or for ill, that's it's a Roddenberry holdover. 
that you know yes, Star Trek is more interested in sexuality. I think about Ilya. I think about that first movie with her right. species being sexual <laughs> monsters or whatever he described right. them as. But the the idea is other writers can take that kind of DNA. Uh, well, yes. Maybe don't use the term DNA, but you know that that element, <laughs> and um, and then you can you know treat it you know more respectfully, more interestingly. And like here, here's yes. a culture that deals with sexuality in this way. Uh, you know, Klingons in are completely different ways. We'll learn more yes. in like the next generation. So yeah, yeah. I mean it, it definitely. Think- treats cultures i think is more well-rounded i mean even think of the languages i don't think i could learn to speak gungan even though misa really want to <laughs> yeah, i think uh, you know, star trek is more you're right we're out of line i'm staying i'm stepping back <laughs> star trek is more adult oriented uh and it's always been very progressive for its time but yes sometimes certain things about it don't age that well even with uh certain parts of tng certain parts of even the 90s shows like they were progressive for their time, but some there's certain you know limitations to how they viewed you know sexuality and, and gender and that kind of thing. But they do their best, I think, for the time. They're asking questions, answers change, and then they ask new questions. That's mm-hmm. about all you can ever ask as a society for. I'm I'm incredibly proud of that. Yeah, yeah. New worlds, new civilizations, right? Next, the next step beyond, you know, phase two, so to speak. So, right. Yeah. Right. But you know, back to the search for Spock. So we have. We have a dry jacking. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a dry jacking. It's like dry we docking. Two hands. Dry and it's just, can I just say real quick, I don't want to leave it just yet, but Zavik <laughs> was Nimoy's mentee in yes. the last film. It is set up in this incredible way of, you're a oh, half I don't like Romulan. That. Mike, this is what I'm getting <laughs> to. You're a half Romulan, you're a half Vulcan. Now your mentor who is dead, body has appeared before you at the prime of their life. And they're like, let's get it on. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that is like intense, right? Yeah. Well, essentially Spock. That is, is not logical. Puberty. That's for sure. What a, what a not thing to try to figure He's out. going through puberty at an accelerated rate. And so he needs this older woman to drive Guide him. It's, him. it's <laughs> exactly what happened to me, dog. I understand. <laughs> oh, an no. older woman to get you there. It's yeah. exactly how it happened. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, the search yeah, for so, Spock. You know the stuff on the planet. <laughs> not that it's not the most plot not, relevant point, but it is a fascinating point. I guess it's yeah. fascinating. Here's what I'll say: it's the <laughs> only parts where I'm kind of bored with this. Movie. I kind yeah, of zone out a little bit. Favorite part of this movie, and because you're kind of faced with the Back to the Future thing, where you're like, "What is going on there? <laughs> like, like what is the like underbelly of like what's actually this?" And you this kind is of what, mentally get past it. Yeah, this is yeah. what allowed uh, Doc Brown to understand the concept of Back to the Future. <laughs> That's why he took oh, the movie. Oh, Marty, did you see the search for Spock? <laughs> Genesis planet. Oh, we got to get right. your mother there. <laughs> Calvin Klein. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I do think the Genesis planet stuff is the weakest for me. I mean, we get a recast, yes. Savick. You get yes. the young Spock growing up. It's a little hammy, even the performance, you but know, throughout. we're colliding. It's all coming together. Yeah, but then once we get, you know, our Klingons and Kirk there, you know, then stakes yeah. kind of start to escalate. And, um... Yeah, as we alluded to, um, what's the Klingon's name? Um, Krug. 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 You know, he Krug. really wants the Genesis data, and he'll do anything yeah. to get it, including uh, start killing prisoners. And uh, that's right. That's so, what he does. Yeah. yeah. So Enterprise. Well, first, uh, you know, the, the Klingon bird of prey shows up, destroys the USS Grissom, which is the science ship that's orbiting. Which rules? Like, it's got that yeah. cool like mono cylinder thing underneath, and it's mm-hmm. got that jackass guy who's like. I'm I'm bas- I'm the captain of like a science exposition. I'm I'm like a big fish in a little pond, and you're like, this yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he orders to fire upon that ship. 
uh, the Klingon fires on it. And he's like, oh, lucky shot. I destroyed the whole thing. And, and Christopher Lloyd's like, I wanted prisoners. And then shoots that guy, which is hilarious. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too efficient. And, yeah. So they go down to the planet, uh, capture uh, Savick, David, and young Spock. Enterprise shows up. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, and let's see, where does it go from there? Well, again, give us the Genesis or I'll kill somebody. I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah. All right. The, the best part of that Kirk's is with he's dilemma. like, kill somebody. I don't care who. Uh, and basically they're about to kill, I think, Savick. And then David yeah. kind of sacrifices himself, jumps in front. They have a little fight. Mm-hmm. David gets stabbed. Uh, my son. My son is dead. You've killed my son, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good. <laughs> I think I hate it. it yeah. It's like it undoes to me that like one of the most interesting things of Khan is like, here's the consequences of your actions. Yes. And you it's a it's a living person. Right. And they've grown up and you didn't do shit to raise them. You finally meet them in Khan. They're out there doing science. And then now it's like David is dead. I'm free of responsibility. Carol Marcus is yeah. not even in this movie. It's like, no. great. He we're just going to undo all that character Mike. growth. He's You're more so sad big. about the ship. Yeah, absolutely. And especially. That's my problem. He never you know. had the connection with David. He was always Dr. Marcus. He was never yeah. Dr. Uh, he got Kirk. like three scenes right. and then now he's dead. So it's like proud to be his son. At the end of yeah. Khan, but yeah. David I makes more of an effort than Kirk does. That's what I'm yeah. saying. These movies, Jacob, because you've gone ahead, have a weird uh, relationship with family members is all yes. I'm saying. I think yeah. uh, it does pay off eventually. Like in the sixth movie, it's a big thing where. Uh, you know, Kirk has this big grudge against the Klingons. He loses after. his mind. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has sex son, with I David Bowie's wife. <laughs> yeah, he's mad about the Klingons, but we'll Jay get Shea. there. Um, so was, they'll maybe yeah. touch on ideas that they realized they should have explored further in future movies. Yes. Yeah, but I yeah. agree. It doesn't like David's death doesn't have a huge impact in this no. movie as much as it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, then they basically trick the Klingons into coming aboard Enterprise. Uh, they set the self-destruct sequence, right? And they so beam long, down. suckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they beam down That's to the exactly planet. That's exactly what they say. And yep. they say, so long, suckers. They blow up the Enterprise, uh, yeah. which is another awesome effect scene, I think, of yes. the Enterprise exploding. Cool. Yeah. And obviously, that was all done practical. And I just think, you know, things were better when they were just models and practical. Like, yes. Obviously, a lot of people feel that way but cg it just doesn't look as good right no it looks insane although there is the moment where uh takai is trying to blow up the console where he's just pointing his remote control at it and there's no (laughs) special effects and there's just like just like sparks i mean it's bad now jacob you were saying before the star trek of it all if you think about it this is the return of the jedi they're kind Mm. of acting like let's put an end to some things stripped off our uniforms you're seeing the crew in a way you haven't in a while. These are people. We're going to let them be people at the end of this movie. We're bringing back. We're on a quest for the missing piece, a.k.a. the most important character in this universe. And we have just destroyed the iconic ship for this franchise. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel things settling down to say goodbye, right? Yeah. And you feel that yeah. model has been used for like two movies. So it's like you're yeah, literally yes. blowing up the the picture model like it's it's yeah. a it's a meaningful artifact that's being destroyed on film right right 
Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. I think they wanted to one-up some of the things that they did in Wrath of Khan. Like, what can we For do? sure. Let's blow up the Enterprise. What are the big and, moves? Yeah. yeah. And obviously, they would do it again in, in the TNG era. Um, and we'll get there in a couple of That's one months. of the most iconic moments from, from this movie in particular is, you know. Totally. The one where and, the Enterprise blows up. Yeah. Yeah, so it blows First up. First one. So much so that at the end, they have to take the, the Klingon bird of prey and that becomes their ship for the next movie, basically. And they're yeah, trying to figure out how really to fly cool. it. It's very yeah, fun. Yeah. It's great. Do you think you could operate the controls at your station if you were a Klingon? You're under that no. red light the whole time. You kind of really can't see. Krug is shooting people beside you left and right, so you also kind of have to take over their duty on the console. Yeah. You're just kind of like, like making okay, you I feed can't his keep dog. up with this. Yeah, see, yeah. the dog is like barking. You're like, I mean, it kind of yeah. smells in here. I kind of can't see. <laughs> That's life on board a Klingon ship. Yeah, as, as um, Riker will learn. Yes, and as we find out later in TNG, in, no, in the I have Klingon not seen hierarchy, that. In the Klingon hierarchy, if you're an underling, like you can just challenge the captain to a duel to the death, and if you defeat him, you're just the new captain. You're the new captain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's plenty so of upwards crew. mobility. Ten minutes before yeah. this movie started, it's like the janitor, and he's like, "All right, Bakla, it's it's me now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Could have been. It could have been. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, most of crew's crew, Krug's crew gets Krug's crew. blown up in the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krug beams down to genesis they finally have the confrontation uh kirk says you know okay beam my crew to you know the the bird of prey you know it's just between you and me just me you want yeah Mm -hmm. they have a big battle big fight scene in a volcano or whatever it's exploding Uh, stronger than than humans terrans or whatever we are yeah yeah at least in the tng era they they kind of become they're supposed to but he's fighting a shatner that's different than a standard yeah shatner can fight Shirt a Gorn. Stays on on he can fight a Gorn. He can fight <laughs> a Klingon. Cuts down half the physical ability, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> right, he's still got it. He's still got it. Um, but yeah, as the Genesis planet is kind of self-destructing, like the Enterprise, yeah. uh, they're fighting to the death. And even in the end, like he's kind of hanging on the cliff, about to fall in the lava. Who Kirk's still like grab my hand, and Krug's like, "Nah, fuck that." I'm. St- you know, still, I still hate you. And he's like, all right, whatever. And he kicks Double him birds. off. <laughs> what was the point of this? Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> right. it's like, like, it's just that point at the Basically. end of the movie. You're like, I don't even know why I killed that guy. <laughs> One point twenty. I don't even know that guy's name. Yes. They never, uh, Might not. never introduces himself by name. So they never did, know. Did you know Khan? Is that what this was about? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh, don't worry shit. about it. Oh. Uh, so he dies. Uh, they take the bird of prey. They go to Vulcan. Because they have yeah. a big Vulcan big ceremony, ceremony at the end uh, with now, Dame Judith Anderson. Now, would you guys have wanted to get him off that planet a couple <laughs> minutes earlier? Don't you want just like like if you're going to be like a young spot. Vulcan now? Yeah, it's like we had to get this guy at hobgoblin age again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a coincidence that he ages to his exact age that he was before he died. Mm, by the way, I feel great. <laughs> You well, no, you can't. You terrible. can't artificially age past the age that you landed on Genesis. Obviously, that's, that's the right. terminus. Of course, of course, it, it must stop there, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he can age normally at that point. So that's basically the end of this movie. They go back to Vulcan, have this kind of long drawn out ceremony. Yeah, and they put his Katra back into his body. J- Dame Judith Anderson, who's a uh, an actress that worked since basically 1915, uh, was in a bunch of like 
movies in the 30s and 40s, was retired for like a long time, came out of retirement just to do this movie, and then died like a couple years later. Who? She was like the priestess or whatever? Yeah, yeah she, she was, was the, the, the That's crazy. <laughs> like a famous like silent film actress. And you'll, of course, be That's the cool, woman though. who touches yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, you what know. What is this? But the, what? Uh, what? <laughs> the ceremony? I just can't even imagine. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you get, but it's cool, you know, you know, legend of the screen, I guess. Why not? As a Vulcan yeah. high priestess, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, but yeah, I like the little touches here where, again, like it's McCoy, we've recovered Spock's body, and then uh, yep. Sarek's like, you know, there will be danger. And as I said, I, I choose the danger. You know, like he has to yeah. willingly go through it knowing that he, he's at great personal risk, you know, but he does it because Bones is a badass and we get yes. Spock yeah. back. And then with famous line, you know, your name is Jim. And it's like, oh, he does remember us. And then you're like, oh, that's our guy. Of course. To go back to DeForest Kelly, to his motivation of it all, um, when he gives the line of, this is just punishment for you losing all of those arguments. Yeah. Yeah, That is a perfect encapsulation of their relationship. You get his point of view. He's always the victor. These squabbles that they've had, the logic of it all. I mean, it's just – I – I cried again watching this movie like I did Wrath of Khan, except this time I cried at the beginning little box flashback version when he was <laughs> saying that you'll be my friend part. Yeah. The ending of this obviously does not hit as strong as Wrath of Khan because you just you feel you the can't. loss of that. Right. There is a joy to this, though. There, It, it does yeah. feel well, well The ending earned. is yeah. like basically the gang's all back together. Yes. Socks back. We got the status quo has returned, essentially. We're going to uh, be okay. We're yeah. old. <laughs> We're all old now. We're, old. You, We're just getting older. When, we'll get when older you look at us, you you, you want to be rooting for us. And it's just like, it, like at the end of it, I am like, my grandparents are happy. Like, it's, it's like yeah. this right. crazy thing. Like, why did you come and get me? You know, what would it have co- If I didn't come and get you, it would have cost me my soul. You know, like, uh, yeah. he had to do it. You know, he had, had to, to do it, Mike. Mm-hmm. And speaking of bones, you know, that's another thing. Once we get to the, the Abrams verse, I think that was another great recasting. Our guy. We're going to talk Butcher. all about that. I yeah, don't think yeah. there's a bad person cast in this. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get there for those. But yeah, yeah we'll we see another interpretation there. of that uh, relationship. But yeah. yeah I do want to say Spock, this. They found him. Uh, baby, that's they all. found him. Um, I wanted to say this that's on air review. and throw this out. Should we? This is my pitch. Should we take a break um, once we're done with these main lawns before we move on to the TNG ones? So I'm going to say before Generations, not right. after, because that mm-hmm. keys off the, the Picard ones well. Yeah. Should we watch Galaxy Quest for, for one of the months and oh, review it good. like it's a Star Trek movie? I would do that. Well, technically, that. Gal- like if we were doing it chronologically, Galaxy Quest was like probably... In the middle of the after, TNG run. Yeah, in the middle of the TNG, like 99 so it's It's a pastiche and homage to this era i mean yeah. all the characters that you hit perfectly of i mean the alan rickman is, is basically this the nimoy the right? leonard like, nimoy mm-hmm. yeah i love that yeah i would do that I, before totally generations i'm open Tony to Shalhoub it is the bones i mean it's yeah. it's just like it's perfect yeah yeah I'm, I'm, with it. I'm with it i'm with it who's the guy with the mustache Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell Sam Rockwell is, is, is very much amazing. the kirk that's on strange new worlds like oh oh absolutely they're doing absolutely. that yeah on purpose but yeah. anyway, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm here for it. He's going to die the whole movie. Right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, great, Kirk. 
great movie. Um, David wasn't even wearing a red shirt in this movie. He got I've, it. I've done the shows now where I haven't seen the bones, like you guys said in the TNG pilot. I'd be curious to see what DeForest Kelly looks like, like mm. in that and all the makeup. I've, no, I've done the one with Scotty. That's, yeah. I'm sure he does. I've done the one now where Ambassador Spock is working behind the scenes to do the peace treaty with the Romulans. That yes. fucking ruled. Yes. I love that yes. one. Um, but truly, there's like there's no uh, the Marcus's like there's his David Marcus is he's just regaled to these two movies that we just yes. did, and and in Star Trek lore, never again. Well, he's mentioned, and I mean, it, obviously, in Undiscovered Country, it's a big point of Kirk having animosity towards the Klingons because right. of that. But he's really not that important. Just, no, like, well, you if get, you think I, a guy no show that could have him, yeah. yeah, I'm saying everyone's all about Zephyrin Cochran and what a fucking legend he is. And then we see how right. he was in real life, right? He's kind of like an alcoholic weirdo, right? Genius, but he's a weirdo. David invented a fucking device that can create life on desolate planets. Right. That should be a big deal. Yeah, I don't understand it. He should well, be a Genesis, big deal. Yeah, the Genesis Project is such a big part of like these two movies, but then it's pretty much Never just again. dropped after this. Such yeah. a major scientific discovery. Like it feels like it should yeah. be relevant. It's my favorite. Now, yeah. kind of kind of breaking news. We we should probably do a little bit of our homework from the last episode. Did you guys read potentially a con series in development that would be his life on SETI Alpha 5 as mm. it sort of like becomes, I guess, sort of like an Obi-Wan, like it'd be just another like people in the desert. That planet. sounds like a terrible idea. Who would they idea. even cast? Yeah, who would they who even would cast? Who would you do? I couldn't, I couldn't even guess to get somebody to play the young Montalban, right? Who who would yeah, you do? That sounds like a bad idea. I don't it know. It sounds like a terrible show. What do you, what do, you <laughs> like do? Edgar Ramirez, maybe? I don't know. I don't yeah. want to see it. They're barely <laughs> keeping me around with strange new worlds. Like miss me with that. That's the thing. Right, right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just want more of, I'm just nervous that we're leaving my favorite part, Jacob. That's why I'm stretching this mm. out. I, I ah. love this era so much. This little, I gotta swing. say I'm excited for this next month and I'm excited yeah. for three months from now. I'm excited for four and six. This Those next one's the end for me, in my opinion. And then from <laughs> there, we'll, we'll go to the other one. I left my Spock in San Francisco, you know. <laughs> but but I, say, I love listen, that movie. Undiscovered Country, very underrated. I'm excited to do that one. Uh, Final mm. Frontier, pretty bad. Uh, mm. that's gonna be a- <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. But, uh, you know, that's that's, uh, that's again, the future. Yeah, yeah that's story Spock, for another though. time. Let's wrap up here. Let's roll over. We're going to do our wrap up. We're going to do a special little quiz that Jacob's got prepared for yes. us. Coming up next, it's right. like us. Search for Spock. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watch DS9 and TNG if you really want to see more Klingon stuff. I Here's the thing. I've never seen Amok Time. I might watch that right when we get done here. Yeah, that's fun. I've seen the battle between him and Kirk at the end, but I've never seen the full episode. Because I remember my dad being like, look at this. This is crazy. <laughs> I only learned about that through Cable Guy. Yes, ex- I think that's literally why we, I think we rented that mic. And then I think he was like... You don't know that episode? Honey, we're going to watch it. Just like ran down and like got the tape and was like, here we go. <laughs>
That's really awesome. I didn't see it till years later. And I just kept hearing Jim Carrey singing the music as I was watching the episode. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. But that's very funny. Well, actually, Final Frontier will be interesting with uh, them having Cybok in Strange New Worlds. Right. Cybok. I'm not uh, excited. Yeah. Here's, here's my last. We're going to jump to Jacob's quiz right now. We are back on Norms mm-hmm. Like Us talking Trek. My last Christopher Lloyd thing of him as a villain. Do you guys remember, because we're the same age group, but we've never talked about this film. Hmm. Do you remember that Dennis the Menace live action movie? He mm. was the villain in he, that? He plays Switchblade Sam, Mike. A Google drifter go. homeless man with like scars. And he's so scary in it that as a kid, I was like, oh, it's too much. Oh, you know wow. What I like him in is. Uh, yeah, scary, that's crazy. Right? That's scary. The Adams Family movies. And of course, he's Fester. How could yes. we not bring Uncle Fester? Okay, well, the there best. you go. He's I keep the best. I, I keep wanting to say Jake Lloyd, but I, I don't know Jake why Lloyd I keep doing that. that. That's a different thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So but we're back. Searching uh, for we're Spock. Back. We're doing the yeah, Search for Spock, the Wrath quiz. of Cobb quiz. I call it the Wrath of Cobb. I'm just going to call it that. <laughs> I, I like it. And, you know, Vulcans are um, <laughs> most um, intrigued by the pursuit of knowledge. And I hope I have enough knowledge to overcome this uh this challenge be logical that you lay before us. That's right. You know. <laughs> um, so just like last time, you know, it's going to be a true-false type of thing. So I'm going to read yeah. a, a question, and then you both, I, I guess, both will say true or false, and the most, you know, the one who gets the most right wins. I think Colin won last time. Yeah. Is that right? I believe. Handily. Maybe Joe did, maybe and then Joe won you somehow. won mine, I believe, when we did the one back in the I have night. not won okay. one. I'm bad. Yeah. Maybe normies, just... please play at home too. Yeah, so we'll see. Yes, I get one point um, though already, right? <laughs> and Mike starts with yeah. one. Point. I start with one. <laughs> well, basically, every month I try oh, to have enough Mike. trivia questions just in case we mention them earlier in the pod. You know, I have backups in case I need. Nice, nice. Mike, you had yes. zero points, but you shot them down to the Genesis planet, and they were actually interacted with proto matter. <laughs> right, right. Well, really, there's I, only yeah. I had right. 64 points and then they reverted back to zero and they're slowly <laughs> climbing up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then you had, to get, you had to dry jack your points. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. Like I said, it's similar to dry docking because it's, uh, you know, it's something they love to do in these movies. Let's quiz it up. Yeah. You know, quiz. there's only so many trivia about this movie. So hopefully there's not too many repeats from uh, what we already talked about. But let's, let's Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first question. Uh, oh, here we go. The villains of this movie were were originally intended to be Romulans. Mm. Yes. So, so I get a point for that. <laughs> <laughs> true. That was true, of course. Uh, and as I mentioned, Krug's ship was going to be a Romulan bird of prey. It was changed to a Klingon bird of prey because it was already built. Uh, Let's thematically would make more sense in that this is a very um, Vulcan heavy drama to have the inverse yes. of them, the Romulans. So I get that. And if you've seen the original show... Um, actually, interestingly, so the, the first episode the Romulans are on is kind of a very famous one. I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's basically a naval battle like Wrath of Khan between mm-hmm. the Romulans cool. and the Enterprise. But the first Romulan you ever see on camera is played by Mark Leonard, who would go on to also play Sarek, Spock's father. So he played the uh, first Romulan oh. on TV. Very interesting. Uh, very cool. But with back. like the bull cut and ears, like yeah. they, there's no yeah. retcon from Romulans. They've sort of always been Vulcan-esque. Okay, cool. Yes, and so the Romulans yeah. are sort of distant relatives of Vulcans who split right. off from Vulcan a long time ago. 
and right. uh, they're all about emotion instead of about logic. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, Gene Roddenberry being like, "This is so good." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> what can we do with logical, the same yeah. prosthetics? We got two it's, different it's races. Like amazing. Right. I yeah, love yeah, the whole yeah. reason Romulans look like that is because yeah. the reveal of the Romulans in that episode. Uh, Balance of Terror. That's what it's called. That's right. Balance um, of Terror. Yep, terror. Yep. I have classic, classic episode, One of the best of the original show. Mm-hmm. But the reason they look like Vulcans was because basically when they're revealed, it's the first time anyone's ever seen Romulans in that episode. And they, so they see for the first time that they look like Vulcans. And basically there's people on the Enterprise like being racist towards Spock and being wow. like, wait, why do you look like them? So that's oh, cool. Geez. Yeah. So that's why yeah. they look like that. Uh, but anyways, next question. Yes. Edward James Olmos was Nimoy's first choice to play Krug. True or false? All right. So I, I'm going to do a thing. I, I, if, <laughs> if I have, if I have one finger up, I'm guessing true. If I have two, I'm guessing false behind my hand. Right. Okay. So that <laughs> way I can guess. You're going to have to believe me, but I, I have my guess. So I, okay. One for True, two for false. How's that? And then you can okay. three, two, one reveal. Okay, I'm going to do the sure. same thing. Yeah. Okay. So, Jacob. Uh, so we're okay. ready. Three, two, one, reveal. False. I had false. Yes. False. That's... That was true. Oh, oh no uh, points for either of us. Edward James almost, but, but uh, that's, studio... you just really feel him being like worked in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, no, right? not Edward James almost. Oh, I, I was thinking the other guy. That's why I had it wrong in my head. Edward James almost. Interesting. I was thinking of uh, Blade Runner, Miami Vice. I was thinking of the voice of uh, Darth Vader. Oh, (laughs) I was really Um, blowing it. Yeah, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name too. Yeah, (laughs) James Um, Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yes, yes, sorry. James is Edward James. Yeah, yeah. I was saying Jake Lloyd. So whatever. Battlestar. Your Battlestar Galactica. Adama. Yes, that's right. Admiral Adama. Uh, cool. So Nimoy wanted him, but then was eventually convinced. Well, Hart, the producer Hart Bennett was like, check out this guy, Christopher Lloyd. He's like, you know what? He, he won me over because he's his, his more dramatic and operatic kind of performance won Nimoy over. Mm. Imagine uh, with a shaved head, strangling a, a rabbit <laughs> named Roger. Yeah. He's, yep, like, yep, uh, yep. he's like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> this is this is operatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, another fun fact that isn't in this quiz, but I just thought was interesting when I was reading mm. trivia about this. Christopher Lloyd apparently didn't understand how communicators worked. So anytime he's like communicate, he's on the planet, he's communicating with his ship. He's just yelling into the sky uh, like the ship is supposed Beat to be. Apparently they had to told him, they had to tell him repeatedly, don't yell into the sky. Just speak but, normally. Speak into your hand. They can yeah. hear you. Have you he used the phone? That. That's great. <laughs> That's great. So That's a funny great. image. Ship? Yeah. <laughs> um, but next question. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nicholas Meyer wasn't asked to direct this movie. True or false? Was not asked to direct. I'm okay, ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, glad we're doing this visual. Thing. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we, you'll we know. We say it once we're done. It's just right. so that. Yeah. 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 All right, three, two, one, reveal. True. I have false. True. It was false. He was asked <gasps> to direct, but he yes. refused because he was cleaning up. He was just I so upset only by. Two points how they changed his ending that he wanted yeah. Spock's death to be final. Uh, and he was like, no, I'm not coming back. Eventually, obviously they did get him to come back for star Trek six. Yeah, Eventually the search like, for more money. Yeah. Star Trek is my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 All these pretty much the answer to everyone leaving star Trek is eventually like, what's that? <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next question. Got it. 
and this uh, we kind of already covered, so I'll just say it. But a working Klingon language was created for this film. Oh, oh uh, yeah, that is true. Mark revealed yes <laughs> points created for both the this. language based on a few improvised Klingon phrases in Star Trek the Motion Picture. Like it, I knew. And like I said, said <laughs> they would change the grammar based on actors sometimes getting the line wrong because it was deemed easier to rewrite the language God, than reshoot the to scene. To be an extra <laughs> who's hired that day, who says one line, fucks it up, and then goes, He's I like, don't know, and then gets to leave and language. some guy's yeah, whole job is like, hey, who hired this fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like what a changing life. the syntax of, oh, that's how you say kill a singular object, not a yeah, plural yeah, object. Yeah, they were right. saying plural early. Yeah, yeah, that's... Kill them is really, what that means. Real, like, would anyone have really cared if they if the land yes. totally didn't make Star sense. Trek fans? I, yes. I'm <laughs> proud of them for doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's Rath nice. On when Spock and Savick are talking, they were just talking in English, and they dubbed over their lines with just random Vulcan nonsense to match but, like the lip movement, right? Yeah, of course, uh, of course. But obviously, eventually, a Vulcan language would get fleshed out as well. Yeah, I prefer this approach. Um, yeah, but next question. Gene Roddenberry was allowed on set in an executive consultant role. True or false? Ooh, this one I don't know. I'm ready. Ready. It's Trixie. Uh, three, two, one, reveal. False. True. I'm guessing. False. Uh, that was false. Oh, I got it again. Oh, I'm losing. Sorry, I don't need my free point. We uh, know that that's what he was promoted to, but wow, to yes. never be invited to basically well, be like, and if you show up to this set, I'll kill you, Gene Roddenberry. Because of the issues they had with Wrath of Khan, where he's trying to interfere constantly, yeah. Paramount mm. effectively barred him from the set on this one. Oh, so, wow. Interesting that Roddenberry, you know, the creator of Trek, eventually they're like, sorry, man, like we're moving past you, basically. Oz on that quiz, because I did have a question that sort of is relationship-based like that. What do you guys think it was like between Nimoy and Shatner at this point? Because to mm -hmm. take direction from him, do you think it's degrading that you're like, fuck this guy? Or do you think Nimoy's approach was more like, I don't even really have to tell you what to do. We've done this for years together. Do that thing. Right. That's a good question. I'm not sure what hmm. their relationship was like. I know Shatner... Did have a lot of him and George Takai at this point, yeah. not even communicating, as yeah. well really? as uh, James Duhon yeah. didn't always get along. Super Which is well. to pick a fight with Scotty is the crazy. It's yeah. like what? It's, it's like picking a fight with the dog. It's like he's not doing anything. Right. Yeah, I think James yeah, yeah. Duhon had a a quote that he's like, you know, I like I like Captain Kirk, don't like Bill so much. I hate the guy <laughs> who wow. plays him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah, obviously George Sakai and him did not get along very well at this point. Uh, yeah, the biggest feud, those two. They just yes. would never come back together. It lasted many years. Eventually, I think they reconciled when they had the roast of William Shatner, where he came on. But even after that, I guess they were contentious uh, still, you know, and still are to this day. Yeah. So, well, looking at the way this movie is, like it definitely Nimoy's definitely giving more to you know the the other crew members besides Kirk, but that doesn't mean he's not giving Kirk anything. Like Kirk still has a lot to chew on. Yeah. I think with the and fighting. He's not giving and himself his... anything, Mike. And he's not giving no, himself he's anything. Barely yeah. In this movie as himself. But a big problem so I Shatner think it's fine. is that I mean the problem that a lot of the, the crew had with Shatner was that he had just such a big ego. Yeah. And he would always like he always wanted the best lines. He would actually take lines from other people if he thought they were <laughs> too good. He would take Nimoy's <laughs> lines because he's like Nimoy's so much popular than me. Like I hate that. Like I want a better lines. line. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. 
He's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully this one seems like it has you... the highest chance of going smoothly because he's not directing himself. You know, yes. like if you can Spock was more featured, away. now there's yeah. going to be beef. I think he would lose yeah. his mind about that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mike. But it's just it's, it's so interesting from a screenwriting standpoint. And I'll let this go. and We can finish. But just to go like. I'm making this movie. I have to make it with the five most recognizable people for this franchise. I have to hope they all want to be involved. And I'm not positive what their level of involvement is going to be based on what the studio is negotiating. So let me Mm -hmm. try to create something that encapsulates that. Right. Yeah. And the whole reason Shatner even directed the fifth movie was because they had the way him and Nimoy's contracts work is that basically whatever Nimoy got Shatner was also entitled to. So after doing two movies, same pay scale, Shatner was like, same opportunity. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's my turn. Uh, and he's directed oh, like five TJ hookers at that point, Jacob. And he's literally coming to Paramount being like, they said I did a great job on those. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Because no one wants pre- to talk to you face to face. No, you're nobody wants terrible. to deal with you. Right. right. You did great. Will. We'll get to Final Frontier. We'll get be, there. Yeah, we'll get there. For now, uh, we have a couple final questions. Yes. Yeah. Next question here. All right. Young back Spock in was voiced by Frank Welker. True or false? Oh man, I'm guessing. Yeah, three, okay, two, one. Total guess. Reveal. False. That was true. Oh, good wow. job, Colin. You got one. Frank nice. Welker when he's like kind of Megatron. You hear uh, him say that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. why it makes and that's why it's I'll kill you. In Transformers the movie, which normies we talked about, go back and listen to that episode. Three years after this, Galvatron he's going to play Galvatron, Jacob. Yeah. You're so right. Wow. That's crazy. So, and did, can I say one more thing? It's yeah. interesting when you look at his Wikipedia. So he played Sentinel Prime in one of those live action ones we talked about, which yes. I saw two seconds of Dark of the Moon the other day. It was like I'd never even heard of the movie. So normally we could <laughs> watch all of those again. No, there's you don't remember a single line. <laughs> Did you guys know this Spock, technically the Spock he's playing in this movie, um, per Alpha Memory, which is the Wikipedia mm-hmm. for Star alpha, Trek. Yep, yep is called Prime Spock because he's the one who crosses over the timeline. Yes. So Yeah, he crosses be, over to the Kelvinverse. Uh, it's just Spock, Kelvin Spock, or I yeah. guess Kelvin Spock. But Prime Spock is the name of, you have Captain Kirk, you have Jay Bones, Let's you have Prime Universe. Prime Spock. Prime. That's right. crazy, yeah. though. <laughs> and once we get to the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, we'll see old... Leonard Nimoy, you know, he never stops. It's the best. Yeah, and We're, there's a. We did a movie where he was dead, and he never stopped. That's he never incredible. stopped. He came back. Yeah, yeah, we found him. Um. All right. Next question. Got a, just a couple more of these. Uh, all right. Kirstie Alley turned down the role to uh, the offer to reprise the role of Savick. True or false? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Reveal. False. It is true. It was oh. true. I'm catching up. She was offered the role, but basically because they didn't. They didn't we have contracts up. like they do now where, where Chris Evans signs on to do no. five pictures as Captain America, right? So when she signed on for, for Rathcon, it was for one movie. So mm. they didn't have – so they basically had to renegotiate her contract. They offered her to do this movie. She upped her salary by a I'm lot because, number one, ah. she wanted to avoid being typecast. And she's like, you know, obviously cheers and everything. So she's like, I'm, I'm worth this much. And Paramount was immediately like, oh, that's way too much. Uh <laughs> 
we're going to recast you. So did so she turn it her. down or did they turn her down, Jacob? This is an important distinction. Okay, so she, <laughs> oh she you're right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, he said, I'm right. I'm taking your point away. No, no. <laughs> scratch it, scratch it. She offered such an unrealistic amount of. She was like, not interested. She no, knew they were gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, she priced herself out on purpose. Right, right, on purpose. Like, it's four to three right now, Colin. I'm scared. Yeah. Got it. Next question. All right. President Ronald Reagan. Love this movie. True or false? <laughs> I don't Did know. Ronald Reagan? This is the <laughs> biggest curveball. Like, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't care less. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Point. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Reveal. True. True. <laughs> I'm with you. False. Okay. Well, watch this no, movie. No damage. <laughs> Look, man, I got to fill out these. He just made this up. <laughs> no, no. This was on the trivia, when I need I, the you know, answer. Looking up trivia for this movie, but mm. he viewed it in Camp David in 1984 when it came out, and apparently he did not like it. Uh, nevertheless, he would watch Voyage Home in '86, and then he would visit the set of TNG in '91. Wow. Well, this was all reported on. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. I guess so. Ronald Reagan. Hey, what does what does old Ronnie think of the Vulcans? <laughs> Yeah, um, apparently it's not in, not too into logic. I, I, that tracks. <laughs> All so emotion for old Ronnie. And I might last question. Already, Ronnie before. Reagan riddled with dementia, Ronnie Reagan has to fucking watch. <laughs> has to fucking watch a, a ghoul get jerked off by another space alien. Think about it, you know, like, and did you like that? knew each other from back in the day, right? <laughs> true. That's so true. He's I, like, I'm gonna I'm support my friend. He didn't Bill do a Shatter. Star Trek. Yeah. Jeez, oh man. Uh, all right, last wow. question. So what's the score? Four to three? It's four to three right now. Wow. Who has four? I have four. And wow. Colin has three. So it's possible to get a, a tiebreaker. This last one's worth seven, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven of nine. Uh, so last question. This this was Dame Judith Anderson's final film role. True or false? You oh told my us God, this. You told us this. <laughs> Did I you tell did. you it was the final role, though? Yeah, yes. a, couple, a couple months well, later, she died. There's only so many trivia that I can say about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say true. It was true. She was right. say false. Uh, <laughs> came out of Actually, yeah, I say false. You got to find a tiebreaker. High priestess, uh, Talar. High Vulcan priestess. <laughs> I'm just now realizing that this character on Futurama is obviously a parody of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. watch. Also, watch the Star Trek episode from Futurama where all the movie people. Oh, it's great when they're Walter Koenig. Yeah, it's the heads in jars. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. say the thing. Nuclear vessels. Blah blah blah. He's um, right. He does say that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's well, maybe done my it. favorite Walter Koenig performance. <laughs> Congratulations. I'll say Thank Mike you. one because he was up four three anyways. So That's that right. last one doesn't count. This is why I have to bake in as many questions to this quiz because. There's only so many facts. We just about talk. Movie, yeah, we're right? talking. We just track. talked about for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talk so about whatever, and sometimes we answer the questions them. before they come. Yeah, that's okay though. Um, so we're winding it down. We're yeah. winding it up here. That's we're right. giving we're our final thoughts. Um, we have so many more of these <laughs> uh, that we yeah. are going to continue talking Trek. We hope you're enjoying I it as it. well. I, we shouted it out. I said again, normies. If you're not watching the new stuff. The vibes that we're getting off of these movies, we've all agreed it's closest to in this new show, uh, Strange, Strange New Worlds. World. Mm-hmm. Couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. Absolutely. I had yeah. such a bad time watching this on Paramount Plus, too. I tried to rewind at one point, and it completely shut the entire app down. Here's my beef with yeah, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. incredible. Yeah. They do not show you how much time is remaining when you pause. No. 
and it's the most it goes it becomes a smaller window when you pause man it's so infuriating it's hard to find the show an episode i hate it i know we say this it's really bad it's astounding and the playstation menu is better (laughs) that's a terrible menu i've been in such a trek mindset lately that i've just been watching all the different shows like while i work i've Blazing through Enterprise, which is like the last show that I hadn't really seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just been such a good Trek mindset, but that means I had to watch a lot of Paramount Plus and have a lot of issues with that. And be app, frustrated constantly. Yeah. Paramount minus, um, you know. But I'm having really fun, a lot of fun doing this series. This is my favorite episode every month uh, to talk oh, yes. about. So mm-hmm. excited for more of these. But where would you rank this so far? So. I've seen all six. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say. I only have three yeah, to rank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my fourth favorite out of the six original movies. Uh, it's the best odd numbered one, but it's, it's, you know, it's the worst good one or the best bad one. It's right in the middle for me. Gotcha. Uh, you know, ra- I go Wrath of Khan, Undiscovered Country, Voyage Home, then this one, then Motion Picture, then Final Frontier last. Interesting. What about you guys? Uh, I mean, definitely Khan is better. Um, it has more pathos and then this is next and then motion picture because the motion picture was just a botched pilot that they retconned in Wrath of Khan and just said, what if we do the same thing again, but better? So yeah, but Mike, motion the picture. jumpsuits, the jumpsuits, you're forgetting the jumpsuits. Yeah. But we got really good yeah, helmets we'll in this one. To, yeah, we'll the rank security officers. To the end. I think yeah. once, we, once we finish the six, we can rank the six. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, from I think I think that's what we'll have to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've letterboxed him, Jacob, just from past viewings. But yeah. I, I think when we're done, they will be different than how they are now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm super hot on this where it's like two, three, one. Obviously, that's not like so as far scandalous. As we can go. Right. Some days when I'm in a really upbeat mood, I like this upbeat movie more than two. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you could catch me on a good day with this one. And I hope it stays up there at the end. Well, I'm definitely yeah, excited yeah. for next month because I think the next one's my favorite one. Though. <laughs> yeah, Voyage Home in this one, it'll be interesting to see which one you guys prefer. If Joe can make it to that episode, I, I'll be interested to see his opinion. He wasn't a huge fan of Wrath of Khan. No, he probably didn't like this movie. If I had to guess, I'd um, say probably not. No, mm-hmm. but I think he might now, like Mike, Voyage Home just because the. Have you seen that. Voyage Home to to set up our? Yeah, I've seen you all have. of them yeah. at least a minimum at of least one time. One time. Yeah, okay. a couple of the next generation ones I've seen more than once, but not yeah, well, none more so than thrice. That's so to me. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had seen all the TV Star Trek is on TV before, for but... me in my heart. You know, yeah, the movies right. are secondary <laughs> to me. It really is. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with that. So it's fun um, to re-explore this side of Trek that I'm not as familiar with. That's why I'm enjoying this. Well, it's interesting because kind of TNG, thing. it's more of a, of, a, of a TV thing, but the original series... When I think of that, do I think of the original show with them wearing the yellow? I think, oh, of, these. I think of these movies. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I think of these movies. I think you're right. Yeah, like Wrath of Khan is like the definitive original yeah, the series. And this. Yeah. Jackets and everything. The naval like that. stuff that, yeah. that drove a sex yeah. pervert mad. <laughs> right. And got yeah. him kicked off the set. Yes, sex pervert for tried to the betterment of the, the series. Right. Well, that's interesting. Is they yeah they remove Roddenberry from the equation, but he's still super involved in the creation of TNG. But even that, and we're getting close to TNG time. Like yes. the yeah. show will be coming about soon, guys. That's yes. that's really blowing my mind. Um, but the away. way you know Roddenberry's rules really restricted, the, and that's why the early seasons of TNG are so bad in comparison because he basically was like, you know what. 
none of the uh, crew can have interpersonal conflicts at all because this is a utopia. They all get along. Together. Yeah. Should be best friends. The writers friends, on TNG everyone. are like, you're like handicapped. Like, how can we write good TV when they're – the characters no can't have interpersonal conflict. And then they all shook hands and told yeah. each other, great job. That so he had certain ideas what? about what the future would be like. And he was an idealist, I would say. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in the future. But overall, I think uh, I, I enjoyed the search for Spock a, a fair amount and on a rewatch here. I, I, I'm a little bummed out, again, by the lack of uh, emotional weight given David's death. Um like yeah. the ship is a bigger loss than David, and I think he should have been a bigger deal as a character. Like that's a major scientific yeah. discovery. That's it's, all. It's, it's really just a but means it's a for yeah. Kirk to have some kind of emotional, uh, you know, pathos in other movies. He right? was a character well, in Wrath of Khan, and this died. he's a prop. Exactly. Yeah. He's just yeah. something yeah. for him to react scene, to. Don't you think? And you're like, yes, yes. It would right. be William, yes, Bill. What if he's we not like only heartbroken about the ship, but also his son, Falls Leonard? Back, can my son also chair. die? Leonard, <laughs> yeah. can you kill my son, please, Leonard? Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, but that search, of Spock, search for Spock, I say it's incredible. We, uh, hit the old voyage out of here, voyage mm-hmm. home to our... Well, I'm going to get into this torpedo pod. If you guys can go ahead and just shoot me down to this <laughs> planet here, and we can just say goodbye. Yeah. Um, I just hope I'm not too accurate or Jacob will shoot me. <laughs> Mike, I told you it's so hard. You're to too good at your job. Fuck off. <laughs> shot. You deserve. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, check us out at normies underscore like underscore us on all our socials. Hit us up. Rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us out. Um, leave a comment. Say w- how your journey with Star Trek is going. We very truly want to hear that. I, I'd be mm-hmm. very curious to hear from uh, first time watchers of these films or from yeah. people who, who love them. Yeah, if you're watching along, I think uh, it's if you never got into the you know original series movies, I think this is a great chance to kind of just you know get on that old Paramount Plus, check them out. Yeah, good luck navigating the app, but <laughs> if you can get them started, they're they're worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a trans warp drive to uh, get you got a dry jacket to get trans warp drive. We didn't mention that too much. Well, it but complete, but it breaks the lore, is what I heard. Right? It's, it's just, something it, they don't really mention again because it's like. Well, in this era, they can only go to like warp seven or something, right? Yeah. Eventually, they get to warp nine point seven okay. in the TNG it's like era. a theoretical like, maximum. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, the maximum is Faster. like nine point nine. Like getting to warp ten is theoretically impossible on enterprise. In the enterprise era, they can only five. But anyways, trans warp. Yeah. It's not you really get a character concept that's actor Miguel Ferrer saying activating trans warp drive. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah. it just for that, Normies. Black holes, That's maybe. Right. Who knows? But uh, for now, we're going to fall into the black hole that is the end of the episode and uh, cease to exist until next week when we'll be back for actually, we'll see what we're going to do, but it's it's our 200th episode. It's our uh, Mike. I was going to say That's pretty it's crazy. <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah. Big deal. Probably 200. a big something. So get ready for that one. But uh, yeah, fest, we've, so. we've been your host. This is uh, Admiral Colin. Uh, Dr. Mike Coy. And this is Young Jock. Uh, I'm, I'm going to need you to drive you. Oh, my God. He's so horny. <laughs> oh God, I'm you can see he's so logically horny. Oh, the pond far. All right, I'm going to get pond far, far away from here. Thanks, normies. <laughs> we'll catch Thanks, you next normies. time. Bye. Live long and prosper. Bye. Live long and pond far.
My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.